What's up, guys? It's Kyle McKiss. Thank you so much for joining me again on another episode of the Astromind Podcast. Glad to have you guys here, all right? It's been a long time since we did some podcast action. Um, it's going to be a great talk today. I've got one of my good friends, Jalen, on. Jalen has been working with me for a little while. We've been coming to the same conclusions, and serendipity happened, divine timing happened. He is a strong man of God, seeking after truth and, and understanding, and I'm just happy to finally have him here on the podcast. Um, so let me introduce Jalen. Jalen, just say hello to the people. Tell them about yourself really quick, just, you know, you know, and then we'll get into the, the typical stuff. All right. Howdy ho, everybody. My name is Jalen. I am a college student. I'm junior year. I study biochemistry and I am heavy into like nerding out about the Bible or just nerding about it pretty much anything spiritual whatsoever. Give me a book. I'll go nuts. And what else? What else about me? What else? Ah, uh, sheesh. Oh, I love watching anime. I think that's the main reason why I love the spiritual stuff, because I was like indoctrinated with like chakra systems, key and all these other wonderful beautiful systems in anime so this is probably the main thing that i focus on but yeah that's me excellent excellent indeed well you guys heard it here first (laughs) uh this specific podcast episode we're going to be talking uh, a bit about some of the gnostic gospels uh some of the information from the dead sea scrolls uh the the gospel of the nazarenes the gospel of 12 some of these scriptures that were supposed to be in the bible but that were taken away from the Bible. If you guys are familiar with my channel, I don't know if you guys are new. If you are new, hello, how are you? Um, But if you're a a frequent viewer of mine, if you guys are friends of mine, you know that I was looking for information pertaining to um, the Bible, specifically stories about Jesus' life that were left out, uh, that were removed purposely because Jesus was teaching a doctrine that didn't line up with the ways of man in the church. Um, and we're going to get into a lot of that simply because there's a lot of good stuff. And the Jesus, the real Jesus, not the Jesus presented in the Bible as it's accepted today, but the real Jesus, he lines up with Buddhism, Hinduism, these Eastern mystic practices. Uh, he's uh, totalitarian. I, I want to say he has respect and love for everyone. And he just wants people to live in the right way that was given by God. And it's a, it's a very interesting thing because it lines up a lot with the eight limbs of of uh, yoga and, you know, enlightenment. So, of course, we're going to be talking about all of those things. Um, but before we do, I just wanted to say the book, uh, Cure for Enlightenment, is out. It is done, uh, technically. There's going to be a second volume, but what I'm actually going to wind up doing is taking it and... I'm going to be updating it, and if you guys have the link, you'll have the link to the updated version every time. So I'm just going to continue to add information until the book is done done, but it is technically done. The first volume is technically done, so you guys can get that for free. The link is going to be in the description of this video and every other video I have that I, you know, well, not everyone. That's a lot of work. The last one, and it's going to be on my website. So (laughs) I'm not going through 125 videos just to add a link. Uh, if you want it, you can get it. It's free. It's it's good stuff. Uh, a lot of my spiritual journey, uh, some of which I'm going to be sharing. Um, as I said to you guys before, and something I've been saying to Jalen in private, uh, is um, like a lot of my spiritual knowledge I've kept 
I don't want to say hidden because hidden implies some sort of agenda, but I've, I've kept it to myself. I've kept it close to the chest because I didn't want to uh, be suggestive or lead anyone into anything apart from their own will. Uh, I didn't want to like convince anyone of anything, and I don't want to do that now. I just want to present to you what I'm finding to be true. Um, so about 50% or more of my spiritual journey and my experiences I've left out of this YouTube channel because they had a specific Christian slash Jesus-esque focus and I didn't have a grid for how to process that information because I didn't believe in the church. I didn't believe in what they were talking about. I've gone through the teaching, and this is the, we're going to be talking about this today as well, but I've gone through the teachings. I know the Judeo-Christian way. I know what, it, what we all believe in. A lot of the people on this channel are people who have been Christian before, and there's no coincidence in that. Like We're all together for this reason. Um, I know the reasons why a lot of you have fallen away from the church or don't like the church and where it's going. is because, one, it lacks power. And two, it focuses on the doctrines that were made up and falsified as opposed to the doctrines of Jesus. Jesus always tells his disciples, go and preach and teach people what I've been teaching you. And if you've ever thought more than a few minutes, you would have come to the conclusion of what the hell did Jesus teach them? I don't know. <laughs> like you could say the Beatitudes, you could, you could say the Sermon on the Mount, but that's just general stuff. That's like, here is Jesus's like, his rubric, this is his class, and he's going to be teaching these things. All we got were the parables about why you should do the things he's teaching. We didn't get the teachings. And, and that it drove me insane as I was a Christian over the 10-year period that I was trying to figure this out. It's been a decade in the making of me finding this information. That's how difficult it is. So I don't blame anyone for not accepting the things that we're going to say here or caring about them or any of that stuff. A lot of you guys, if you're like, if you're going down a path where you want to work with spirits or you want to work with the demonic and things like that, I personally don't hold those same reservations. I don't personally follow it. Not anymore. Uh, I found a better way. But if you are not there, that's on you. That's your life. I'm not here to judge anybody. I'm just here to give information as I have given or been given that information. A lot of talking, I know. But it's a podcast, of course. Of course, it's going to be a lot of talk. I don't ever like talking people's heads off, man. But when I get going, I feel like it's just. Bro, just let it out. Get it out your system, all right? Indeed. Worst thing is, like, you just don't say everything you need, and then you get stuck in the shower saying and preaching to yourself. <laughs> You're it's too right. It happens all the time. I, You yeah. know how many times I've, I've been like in the bathroom or in the shower and i imagine yes, yes. just like being in front of a crowd of people crowds, <laughs> crowds of people in front of you just like this is what's going on this is just, how you get it down come on yeah. listen to me <laughs> i remember you said something I, I the other exactly. day you said um say if y'all don't get down we gonna lay you down like say it was something like that yeah. i loved it it's hilarious yeah it's the get down you ain't with the get down yeah, lay it down it's all good <laughs> Excellent. So tell me, um, just for sake of people listening and like to cement my understanding of your purpose on this earth, tell me about your spiritual journey, how you came to uh, start seeking this information and, you know, all those different things. Ah, shoot. That's like, I feel like I'm still in my spiritual or, or, or uh, what is it, origin story right now, to be honest. 
because like I'm still going through like I'm starting to really kick off all of the kind of profit like things that are happening to me like my dreams or meeting people that I would have never met if I hadn't prayed just two minutes before there so it's like I still feel like I'm still in like my or original phase but um the thing that started me out on my journey was uh it was mostly my mom I'll have to say it's my mom that was the main one that really started me off because like I was in a Catholic school I was born and raised Christian I was 100% Christian like I knew how to get my I knew my way around the Bible you know I went to my Bible studies did my Wednesday services all that stuff and it was uh my mom that actually came to me after like um there was a protest and it was because of, I think it was uh, Trayvon Martin. It was Trayvon Martin that had the, he, uh, his trial just went off as um, like the person, he, the person that killed him, he just went free. And my mom was like, that really struck her. So she started looking through the Bible and started seeing, why is it that this is happening? Why is it that God don't care about black people, you know? So she started reading, 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 reading. And then through her reading and finding out so much stuff and how it pertains to like real life and then just telling that to me, through like a period of time then I started being like okay something might be up with this maybe I don't know what I'm talking about and let me just give her a shot so then me my mom my whole family we just all started just straight up reading it and whenever something didn't make sense we looked for anything that would help it make sense so like say um the book of Enoch the book of Solomon the book of Joshua these things gave a lot of clarity to me Bro. And on top of that clarity, they gave me a lot of questions that I wanted to ask and bring back to my pastors. And they never really answered. They just kept dodging around the bush. So we left that and then we went into Hebrew Israelite. Then we started really stuck. Oh, my gosh. They studied the Bible like nobody. Business, boy. They <laughs> hour long videos is a vacation, man. It's two hour long videos. You got to constantly be reading. It's boring, but. It gave a lot of information, and that was where I was in for, I think, two years. And now recently, I've started to go away from the Hebrew-Israelite uh, section, and now I'm looking more into African spirituality and how that ties in with the Bible. And again, it's still, it's all starting, it's still all making more and more sense, and I've accidentally kind of followed the way that we're going to talk about later. I've been accidentally following that kind of path as a result of me looking into stuff, as a result of me... Um, reading particular books, meeting certain types of people and just implementing this stuff in my life to where like now that me and you are starting to talk, we're talking about something that I've been practicing by accident and I'm seeing the fruits, you know? Indeed. And it's just like, now that I know what we're talking about, now that I know that, oh, this is what it is. Now that I know like all this stuff, it's, um, it gives me a lot more in, like uh, excitement to look into Hinduism and see what concepts it is that match along with what I've already been learning. You know, like what Paul says, eat the meat, spit out the bones. Indeed. So it's like, so it's like, it's, it's still forming. I still feel like I'm starting out. I feel like I'm a, like, I feel like I'm Wolverine. And I just realized I have a healing factor type deal. I don't even got the metal claws yet. That's what I feel oh, so like. We're X-Men origin right now. Yeah. No, yes, no adamantium yes. yet. I see. Yes. You and your professor X, you're combining them all together. I never mm. would have known about these powers if you didn't come with your wheelchair and your bald head. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's excellent I, I like that you guys started by it, it usually especially for me it started with a an an inquisition into mm -hmm. why things didn't make sense as they were presented mm -hmm. and it, it took a long time for me because it was just me I mean I didn't have the benefit of a of like a family going after it it was just me trying to figure mm -hmm. out 
why things didn't make sense, the, the loopholes and inconsistencies in the Bible as it was presented. I didn't think, however, to do what you guys did and find mm. those other scriptures that weren't added into the canonical Bible. I didn't think to mm. do that. I, I was I was told that there are like the book of Enoch, the gospel of Thomas, the gospel of grace, like these other books that were mm. removed. And I would think about it like, I don't know anything about that. I don't know if it's my time to get into that stuff. And, you know, I mm. found the, the Nag Hammadi library and I, I, you know, I forget who told me about that. I think it was a truth seeker. Mm. He, he's a really interesting dude. If you guys don't know him, check out his podcast. Um, he's he, he's he's getting up there like he's he's a really really inspirational dude but he told me a lot about ufos and a lot about like ufos being angelic presences and yes uh, and how yes. he encountered them in that way he would you know, like call them forth and they would appear and things like that and he's the one that introduced me to like uh the book of enoch uh and uh, wow. the nakamadi library and some of those like texts that had been removed from the bible originally uh but at first mm -hmm. i didn't have that at first, I, I just, I felt in myself that something was wrong. I started to, I started to basically see that the, the Christian superstars I was looking up to were untrustworthy. Things didn't make sense. Yeah. You know, you could yeah. look at pastors and preachers and all of them had something duplicitous in their nature. And I know that yes. not, people aren't oh perfect. Gosh. I know people aren't perfect. I'm not saying that. Jesus even says himself, like, nobody's perfect. Even the prophets, after the Spirit came on them, they still made mistakes. So you can't blame people mm -hmm. for making mistakes, but there are some people who make mistakes, and then they use those mistakes as fuel, and then they, they're just horrible people. And, you know, I'm not here mm -hmm. to judge anybody, but there's some stuff going on that's just, it's disgusting. And people look at it from outside the church, and they're like, I'm never getting into that. And neither should they. Um but I started to see stuff like that, the inconsistencies. Mm -hmm. And I, I started to find that there were things in the Bible that there just weren't any answers for. And I could not find them, especially like mm -hmm. one of the ones that drove me insane was the gospel of the kingdom. Jesus would say it every time he'd say the kingdom of heaven is nigh. The kingdom of heaven is here. It's, it's in your midst. And I think to myself, what is it? No one mm -hmm. has ever explained it. I got close. I got close. There's a church called Bethel, uh, Bethel in Redding, California. Spirit-filled mm. people. They're, they're people who trust in the gifts of the Spirit and all that. Good people. From what I know, I haven't been there. I haven't tested them myself. But from what I've seen, they're good mm. people. And the best that I've found is that the preacher from that church said that the kingdom has to denote the fact that it is the, the ways of God. And how God acts in that kingdom. And I added it into the book, uh, Cure for Enlightenment, <clears throat> where I say, to do God's will, when Jesus prays, um, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, or in earth as it is in heaven. Um, what that means is, like, the kingdom has to be his will. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. He says it together. Like, your will and the kingdom are one. So we, it's it's fair for us to assume that the kingdom is just an extension of the king and the king's rule. Mm. If you're in yeah. the king's kingdom, you're abiding by the king's rules. That's all that means. This is my kingdom, mm -hmm. which means that people listen to me in this kingdom. That's it. Simple as that. And so, yeah. you know, thinking about that, Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is near. The ways of God are here. The, the will of God is in your midst, and he teaches them. 
The problem with the Bible as it's accepted today, or the 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 uh, accepted version of it, uh, is that whenever Jesus goes to explain that teaching, it's removed, of course, because if people knew how to live, they would connect with God, they would reach enlightenment, and then that would be it. There'd they be wouldn't no need problem. the church. Exactly. And I don't even think the church is supposed to be the way it is now. No, I don't it's believe not. it's, it's not, still like you know? the money thing that's going. It's like it's more like a business, especially the mega churches. If you look at the mega churches in America, bro, there's even bigger churches in Africa, and these churches are in like areas where the dirt they have dirt roads. The people are living in like small little shanties, and it's obvious that all of the money is going only to that church to that pastor, and they're the only ones living well. So it's like it's like we see these things where the church is doing completely opposite of what the disciples did, completely opposite of what they were called to do in the Bible that everybody reads. And when you so bring that like up, having that, go ahead. Yeah, it's like there's nothing but excuses whenever you bring that up. And it's like even when you were talking a little bit earlier about uh, horrible things that happened within the church, it's like I got a bunch of stuff. I got a bunch of stories of like bad things that was kind of just like kind of like big red flags like leave get out of here go read the book yourself get out of here do it it was kind of like a little man whispering in my ear go read the and book yourself and it was yourself. just like get when i was here. yeah go read the book yourself stop dealing with these people they're weird and it was <laughs> not like they're weird or anything but it was just like the people that were leading it were questionable they had ulterior motives and it's then like uh say maybe months later or years later all of a sudden, a story will come up talking about the very pastor that I just left their congregation or the very priest that uh, used to be ahead of all the kids and what he was doing with these people. And it's like there's video evidence. There's, there's, there's stuff that's happening like right there. And it's just like I, I'd be remiss. And whenever I like ask other people, like, what do you say about that? Oh, that's just one person. He's bad. Every, doesn't God say everybody's bad? It doesn't mean that the church is bad. And I'm just like, but it's so often within the church where these predators are laying. Why is it not being addressed, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, I get exactly what you're talking about. My boy. Oh, listen to this. <laughs> as far as the church system with the, you know, um, you were talking about Trayvon Martin earlier. I think that was like 2015 that mm -hmm. that stuff with him happened. Uh, and yeah. that's, you know, that's that's something that would open people's eyes and make them look like something's wrong here. This shouldn't be right. Why is this happening? Um, mm -hmm. Similar things can be experienced when you look at the police system. And the brutality mm -hmm. with, uh, what was the, the man's name? He was uh, choked. Uh, he was uh, a police officer. Was uh, his name. I think it was like, uh, was it George Floyd? I think, I think it was. Yes, um, George yeah. Floyd. I, I knew it in my head. I just didn't want to be wrong about it. Yeah, what? it's hard to get it out. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's hard to get it um, that That was a terrible thing that happened. And one of the things people would say, just like they would say about uh, pastors in the church and these people from the church that were, duplicitous in their ways and that you know did all these evil deeds it's like oh it's just one person the church itself is fine and that's what people would say about the police system they would say mm -hmm. it's just one cop the the whole police system is fine it's just one one bad mm -hmm. thing got through and someone likened it unto a filter for water and they said mm -hmm. if you had a water filter at your house and it just let through a little bit of dirt and a little bit of filth into your water would you not mm -hmm. change the whole water filter Mm. You can't say, oh, you know, it's fine. It's just a few specks of dirt and a few specks of, of grime in my water. It's fine. No, you change the whole thing <laughs> because it's the source. Like the the water filter is is causing the, the illness, right? Like yeah. the water filter is no longer doing its job. So it's letting the filth in in greater quantity. So what you need mm -hmm. to do in, in respect to the church at large is you need to look at the church 
at its foundation. And you need to change the filter because the filter is mm-hmm. bad. Something is wrong. Yeah. And and that is why people leave the church. That's why people go over to Luciferianism, the occult, mysticism apart from uh, from the church because in those things is more genuine power and direction. Mm-hmm. That's where I live. Yeah, and they are very honest. It's like the thing that I like, I talk to a lot of people that say worship uh, Lucifer or say they just went off into different religions, period. It doesn't even have to be Luciferianism. Mm. The main thing that they said that they loved about these different religions was how clear, concise, and how they have something that they can do, goals to work towards. And it was something that was pre- purely about them and their own relationship with whatever they're trying to connect to. So it's like when I see that those people, that's the main thing that they were seeking for. And then I look at the Christian church and I'm like, wait a minute now. I don't really, I see what they're talking about. I see why they leave. It's because it's, it's just like, so say in uh, most churches, they talk about grace or how everything is supposed to be given off of grace. I understand that. I understand that I need grace. I understand that I need all that stuff. But what happens after? I can't be stuck in this pit of like, I am lowly. My body is a vessel of sin only. I can only poop out. And that's the only thing that this body does. I am this, this. You can't keep in that for 10 years because when you do that, you have nothing to produce. You have no fruit. You have nothing that you can give to the people besides this self-deprecating that you've been building up the entire time because you need to build an attachment to this church entity. Like that's what... But that's just that's just my little two cents. No, no, Chill no. Out. Your, your two cents is enough to pay the rent, my friend. Okay. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. It's it, it's exactly. I feel exactly the way you do on that, and that's where the inconsistencies really start to show themselves. Where mm-hmm. you know, I was I was in scripture, like you said. You guys were in it. Hour, two hour long videos. That's all I did all day, like it, all yeah. day like for years like searching and trying to figure out this information not like i'm better than anyone else because i was looking for it it's just that that's what i filled my time with and Mm -hmm. i would come to these verses like you know what's the kingdom and nobody would ever know what it was why because the doctrine of jesus was taken the Mm -hmm. the the laws of the kingdom were taken they were omitted they were redacted black lines cia documentation you can't read this like it was (laughs) The whole thing. And I would come up on verses from the epistles of Paul. And they Mm -hmm. would say in one moment, uh, by grace you have been saved, not by works or by deeds so that man may boast. But then in Mm -hmm. just the same way, he goes on to say, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Mm. You know, uh, 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 a tree that doesn't bear good fruit is is a waste. You know, faith without Mm -hmm. deeds is dead, they would say. But it's not about works. Those are absolutely two conflicting things. They're exactly. two conflicting they make things. no sense. I mean, someone would say, well, you're just supposed to do good from the heart. You're supposed to live like Jesus and do what he did. What did he do? We spend so mm-hmm. much time listening to the, and I, I know you've got a thing for Paul. I wanted to address it mm-hmm. off the podcast, but let us, let us go into it. Because I've been reading, <laughs> I've been researching, and I don't have any problem with Paul. Paul is, he's like, Jesus he, Jesus specifies this. I know your thing with Paul is that he went to the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. It is not so. Read, reading through what you gave me to read through, and I have been devouring it. Jesus, yes. he says repeatedly, this teaching will go out to everyone. Jesus even says uh-huh. that God has raised up teachers 
and and witnesses of these things in every age and every culture so that mm-hmm. everyone would get the word. Jesus says it's going to go to the Gentiles. He says you're going to go first to, to Israel and then to the Gentiles. Like it's it's for everyone. There we go. That's okay. And Jesus even mm. he's even teaching the Gentiles in the synagogues because they came unto him just like the sinners and and the the tax and the tax collectors and all that. They were coming unto him and learning from him. Um, so it wasn't something that Paul was doing to fulfill some prophecy. Jesus called the twelve disciples, the twelve of them. And it names them in the Gospel of the Twelve. Um, and I feel like before I go on, I should specify, like, what is this book you guys are referring to? What is this Gospel of the Twelve, the Gospel of the Nazarenes, or whatever the case may be, the Gospel of Love, whatever. All that stuff, those are just documents that were hidden from the correctors, as they say. The uh, Roman power at the time, Caesar, Constantine, who went and either destroyed these scriptures that pertain to the life of Jesus or <clears throat> just rewrote them, changed them up to fit a narrative. I was speaking to someone yesterday and I said to them, does it not make sense that if it's already come to light that Jesus wasn't born on Christmas and that we're worshiping a tree and that we've just introduced all these, you know, we've introduced all these pagan gods and you know we've 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 switched the pagan gods for for the saints, and we've let all these other like superfluous details come into the Bible. If it's already come to light that those things aren't true and those have been manipulated, how much more the teachings of Jesus have been manipulated? It's not a far stretch to believe. It's not a far stretch that because Satan knows the Bible that he would go in and change it or that men knew the Bible that they would go in and change it. Of course, to fit the agenda because you can't teach a a multitude of people how to connect with God and live righteously and and learn from God. That's like teaching everybody how to make their own rice and you the rice man in our building, bro. That's like, that's so, that's bad business. That's no money in that. And remember what it says in the main book. It's like the love of money is the root of all evil. So the, the main cause of all of this derision, all of this BS is just devoted to making a profit. It's not even about spirituality anymore. It's just marketing. Hmm. Like that's what that's what it seems like. You know, when Jesus goes into the synagogue and they're like slaughtering the animals and they're, the money changers are there and people are like buying and selling, he goes on to basically say, as he enters the synagogue, he's like, uh, you know, he fashions the cord out of whips and, you know, he like, you know, turns the tables and all that. He basically flips the tables, tells everybody to leave. And he says, you've turned my father's house or you've turned my parents' house into a a, uh, a den of merchandise is what it actually translates to. Um and people will think, like, how do you know these Bibles are real and these, and, you know, these Gospels are real? Basically because they're written in the original Aramaic. Jesus would have spoken Aramaic at the time. Um, and th- these accounts were given by the apostles, and they were Israelites. Uh, and so they would have spoken this language. So it's translated directly from the original, and it's some of the oldest documentation that has been excavated that has been dug up from these different places where it's been hidden from those people who were switching up and changing and and redacting and you know adding to the bible they didn't have these older texts so what would you use to determine authenticity would you use newer documents 
to prove that the older documents are valid or vice versa. No, you'd look at the older documents to see if the new ones were valid because the older ones obviously came first. It, it just, it's common sense. Uh, it, it's about money, you know, and, and it, it talks about that in the Bible. It, it's about money. It's a, you can't serve God and mammon, it says, and mammon is money or riches. And I feel like that's a big problem of the church. And the gospel has been changed in such a way and twisted up so that the focus can be more on money. I don't know how many times I've gone to new churches just to see those churches, just so that I can know those people and grow with those people. Something I did a lot was bounce from church to church, meeting new people and sharing experiences and learning. And one of the things I would notice is that at these churches, the message would just be about tithing. Whole messages about tithing. No other teaching given, no other explanation given, no experiences, no stories, no testimonies, nothing, just money. And we see how horribly that goes. Even one of the things that Jesus teaches, especially because the, the story of like the rich young ruler and like the rich people coming to Jesus is well known. And we talked about that before. And, and Jesus always says to them, do the law and the prophets, abide by those laws and the prophets. And they'll say, yeah, yeah, we do that, whatever. And then he'll also say, sell all that you own and disperse it to those who have need and who are poor and who are oppressed. And they always go away sad. And that's why it's difficult for the rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. That's why it's harder for them because it's they're, they're worshiping money in their hearts. I have, I've experienced a lot of stuff within the church. I've experienced racism. Um, uh, pedophilia, all kinds of things within the church, and it's just like, eh, but yeah, I, I ain't trying to make this a church bashing thing. I ain't trying. <laughs> this, this, that's not what it's about, you know. That's that's not. Yeah, it's point. not what it's about. What we're trying to talk about is the gospels that we have been currently reading and how gangster these things are, bro. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, it was it was something that I read um a couple days ago where it, it brings a lot of clarity to things that used to be so vague to me whenever I was like studying, just re reading the regular Bible. Such as one thing would be say belief. Belief isn't just absent-minded. Belief isn't just, oh, okay. So since somebody in authority has said something to me, I must believe it because he is that authority. It's not that. Belief is something that you can logically wrap your mind around and then supporting that idea and following through with that idea. That's what is talked about in the Nazarene gospel. That's what Jesus says that is belief. So when he asks that you believe in him, he asks you to be a part of him. He says, eat my bread or eat my flesh and drink my blood. All of these things are interconnected into the same one, you know? Mm. So that's, that's, that's like, that's just one little nugget, though. That's what's crazy. And this is like one of the only, like, this is just one of the books. There's so many other ones. There's a book with Solomon out here, and he's out here controlling devils because God gave him the ability to. And nobody talks about that guy. That's the connection between this and Islam, because mm. they understand that God gave, he, he gave Solomon power over jinn and demons by the use of names. That's where it mm. comes from. That's where it comes okay. from. The names. Now, now, speaking of the names, there's a specific name. I was just reading the story of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. And yeah. there's the, the specific name that Jesus calls. They said that Jesus lifted up his eyes and he began to chant the holy name. And I was like, he began to do what now? Chanting the holy name? I do that. And, he, and then afterward, 
then he was like, you know, Lord, I know you're always here. I know you're always listening. But just so that they know that you chose me and sent me, I am speaking to you like this. And and then he goes and he calls for Lazarus to wake up. The way that that works in, in correspondence with magic is that I would often call the spirits that I was working with. And after calling them a certain number of times, basically like chanting, pretty much mm-hmm. chanting, um, to invoke them. It actually said Jesus was chanting and invoked the holy name. Um, what went on to happen was I would start to ask what I wanted after that. Like if I wanted a, a prophetic dream or a dream that would reveal future things to me, I would say those entities' names and then I would make my request afterward. You know, and it's it's very interesting. I just thought about something. You remember that one time, like, uh, it was talking about um, King Solomon, right? Before he became a king, he was, like, praying, and, like, all of a sudden he got into this contact with God, and he was like, out of all the things that you can ask God for, you ask for wisdom, so I'll make you higher than everybody. I'll make you the most wise of the wise. This matches up a lot with what you're talking about, because it's like, it seemed like he had a process. Like, he had to go through a certain type of thing to where he can get this to happen within a dream. And again, I thought about when you talk to Mahmood and how he says that, that they communicate with you through dreams, they communicate through you with, uh, with cats, rats, through some specific thing. Mm. And this same specific thing, he was like, oh, you're the first guy to not ask me to kill all his enemies. Let me go ahead and give you all the wisdom. Let me give you so much wisdom you don't know what to do with it, and let me increase you even more. So it's like there has to, there's always throughout this entire book examples of rituals, examples of higher powers that are t- you're talking of what that you've experienced. Mm-hmm. That is just like, how the heck do I do this? How do <laughs> there's a way? It's not like he's just yeah. It's a specific way. It's not just nilly willy like the church makes us think it is. Just like oh, just hope one day really hard, and then eventually yeah, something yeah. magical. It'll happen. happen. There's a reason why you have to fast. There's a reason mm-hmm. why you have to read certain scriptures and and mm-hmm. pray a certain amount of time. Like there's a there's specific. There are specific ways to go about doing things, and I feel like my journey into magic was just to let me know that it, like, all of this is real. Like, that's the only reason why I came back to Christianity was like I'm working with Christian angels. I'm like, okay, well that that makes sense. Like, does that mean that Jesus is about it? Like, let me look again. <laughs> you know, like let me look again. It was never Jesus I, I hated or was upset with. It was the representation of him in the Bible and how people misconstrued yeah. that message and what I saw from the world. It's like, it doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. And it doesn't make sense simply because it was purposely made not to make any sense. We were purposely led astray as the church body. I'm not angry at anyone who goes to church or any of the pastors. Uh, but it's woe to them who have switched up the doctrine, who have changed yeah. the way that things are going because it's it's going to be bad for them because they know the right way and they've chosen to go against it. A lot of them know about this. Again, it's like I have friends in uh, on the continent of Africa and stuff like that that go to churches and stuff like that, or even people, friends that go to Haitian churches. It's so crazy because like the, the priests or the priests that will be high, all of a sudden they will have nobody listening to their, they have nobody listening to uh, what they're talking about. Nobody's really paying attention to what they bring in. And out of nowhere, thousands start coming to their church. They out here packing pews cheek to cheek. And I'm like, man, they... <laughs> and they're like, what happened? What's going on? Then time goes on. They realize, oh, this priest uh, went into Haitian voodoo or this priest went into some sort of a cult process. Oh, this priest went to a woman that spoke to the dead. And it's just like you start seeing that these priests knew about this stuff. They know about what really works and what really is practical and effective. 
and some of them are getting caught now. This is like the age of exposing <laughs> right now for the church, and it's yeah, crazy. The it's age funny. of exposing. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. And there's so many more stories about this stuff. It's like, I'll tell that stuff to you, like, off camera or, like, off off the video. Yeah, yeah, keep, it, keep it under wraps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't want to be crazy out here. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm trying to be crazy out here. I mean, I'm already out here. If anybody has a problem with me, like, I've got my phone number out, my email. Come see me. I'm not afraid of it. <laughs> okay. I'm out here. Um but it's it's a tough thing and i was talking to somebody yesterday uh one of my friends was one of the people i'm mentoring now like it's a tough thing to present this doctrinal difference because it goes directly against the church and what people have believed for hundreds of years literally longer than that even much longer like the the lies bear in them some truth so that when you mm-hmm. look at it, it isn't as disfigured as it should be. But it is. Yeah. It is, definitely. Like you said earlier, you mentioned um, Jesus was like, you know, I am the bread. Uh, you know, I'm the bread that comes from heaven. Like, unless you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you won't get into the kingdom of heaven. Which absolutely is insane, because what even does it mean? And the Bible, as it is today, does not explain what it means. Jesus, in the Bible that people have today, and the one that's taught, is the most senile He's the most forgetful. The, he's he's cruel. He doesn't teach you what he's talking about. It's like, I don't know what's being said here. Because it's been cut up. Imagine if your teacher was explaining something and didn't give you the answer to what was being explained. Just presented the problem. It's like, alright, here's the problem. I know you've never learned this. Go ahead and figure it out. Of course people are going to be upset. Even the disciples were upset. They didn't know what was going on. Naturally. And so, of course, yeah, they, like, they pulled him over to the side. I was like, hold on, can you can you explain this to us? It's like, it's like yo, <laughs> this is a hard teaching. Jesus, eat your flesh, drink your blood, and Jesus is like, no, listen to me, listen. And he says, the bread is the truth that I give you, the bread of life. It's the truth that I give you. And you know how the Israelites ate from, you know, the the they ate the manna and they are dead. But this bread that I give to you is perfect, and you who eat of it will live forever. They'll have eternal life. Um, and eternal life is very interesting. I'll talk about that. What, what, what is actually meant by eternal life. But uh, Jesus even goes on to say, like, the, the bread is the truth that I give to you. It's the way that I'm teaching you. And the, the wine or the blood is the wine. And that is my life. And together you have the truth and you have my life as an example. Like, with these two things, without these two things, there's no way you could enter the kingdom of heaven. Because... You can't enter into a kingdom if you're not going to abide by the laws of that kingdom. It doesn't make any sense. You can't... It seems as though doing these things, living in the way that Jesus is telling to live, the doctrine that he revealed, is a way unto enlightenment. We talked about that before with uh, him and Nicodemus. Mm -hmm. There are more interesting things pertaining to that. Uh, you know, Jesus uh, is talking about being born again, and Nicodemus is like, should I enter again into my mother's room and be born again? Like, what are you talking about? And uh, Jesus is like, nah, 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 chill, chill with that. Uh, And he's like, it's just like the sun and how it rises from the east and sets in the west. A a man is is born, and he lives for a time, and then he dies, and then he rests for a time, and then is born again. Like, he, he comes back again. Jesus was talking of physical things, 
And he even said to Nicodemus, if you can't grasp these physical, normal things, how are you going to get the greater mysteries, the spiritual mm-hmm. mysteries? Like, and there, there are so many places that I've been reading where Jesus is referring to reincarnation. And the yeah. more the more you start to research who Jesus actually was, you start to see the connection with those far eastern practices and like those other those other practices and why they believe those things and why they are the happiest people and those people are the ones get, reaching enlightenment and you know they're they're the ones actually giving techniques that produce something because they're following this way they're learning the normal things and then upgrading to the supernatural things like that's the pro- mm-hmm. that's the progression I feel like Jesus is teaching us how to become ascended masters in a way. So if you think about it, his transfiguration on the mount is just him becoming a, is just activating his light body and just, you know, becoming an ascended master. Because Jesus says that if you keep these laws, you'll be like unto the angels. That you'll become like the angels. You'll be perfected. And you'll be able to see God face to face. So, it's got to be something where the doing of the things that Jesus says, and Jesus, he, he gives plenty of promises about doing what he says and being able to ask him anything, and that in itself is magic. I know a lot of you guys don't know it, but uh, I've, I've talked about the several books. I'm not going to keep mentioning them because they're out there. Uh, they're not in English. You'll have to translate them from Arabic or Syrian or something. Uh, but I trust that you can. Google Translate will give you a good enough translation. Not It's not going to be perfectly accurate, but it's good enough. But if you read some of these books of magic, it'll show you that there are certain spells that are done. If you call the like a sequence of names a certain number of times, you can ask those names anything, and they will get you what you want. And Jesus says the same thing. If you follow the way that I that I that I'm teaching you, if you abide in me and I abide in you, and that was another thing that confused the hell out of me. What does it mean to abide? Like how do I abide mm. in you? That was taken out. Jesus says like if you do what I say. If you follow what I command you, you will abide in me and I will abide in you. And you can ask me anything and I'll do it. Mm. So you can ask anything. If you're living in this way, you can ask anything. Um, and, of course, my favorite verse being like, he who believes in me will do the work I am doing and greater. You know, we talked about Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration and how God spoke from the heavens and the apostles heard it. And he basically said, this is my uh, this is my son who I've begotten. In him I'm well pleased. Listen to him. The listen to him part was removed, of course. Uh, because it just, like, what do you listen to? In the normal Bible, that's the end. They they get up and they go down from the mountain like, la-di-da, there's no point in you coming up and seeing this. You know, Ooh, what's the point? Good. That was a good face shining. That was. All right. <laughs> like, you know, you, got, you guys got to see me in glory. Like, it, people Ooh. will argue oh, well, he took them up on the mountain so that they could have another proof that he was uh, sent by God and that he was begotten by God. They had that proof with John the Baptist. After Jesus mm-hmm. was baptized, he came up and there was the voice from heaven, this is my, this is my only begotten son. Today I have begotten you. Um, and then they saw the, the Holy Spirit descend on him like a dove. So it, it's happened. And the disciples even said themselves, they all professed, like Jesus asked them, who do you think I am? And they all said, it's like, oh, well, you were sent by God. Like, you know, you're, you're, you're the guy, you're that guy, you're the son of man, you know? Um, so they already knew that going up to the mountain, Jesus took them up there with him so that they could see this transferal of a dispensation of power and of grace. 
because there was Moses, there was Elijah, and there was a turning over of the old law, the law of Moses, over to the law of Jesus. That was the change. And it was the perfect law. That's why God came forth and said, this is my son who, in whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. And then Jesus went on to give these laws that, of course, were omitted. It's a hard, it's hard, it's a hard message. I know. <laughs> From someone who's gone through it. I know the people listening to this. Because, I mean, not everybody listens. I've got like 4,000 subscribers on here, a little, a little over. I guarantee you, 200 people, maybe 300 will see this video. So, probably about less than 10%. I know that you guys watching this video, you're watching it for a reason. I know that you guys are, you, you're seeking God. You're seeking oneness. You're seeking unity. And that is the point of all of this. That's why Jesus came here, to teach us how to reach that place of enlightenment. And enlightenment is just oneness with God. <laughs> you know, the Pharisees got mad at Jesus because he said, like, I and, the, I and the Father are one, or I and my parent are one, as it's translated. Um, and they were like, oh, let's stone this guy. He's, he's saying he's equal to God. And Jesus says in that moment, he's like, did I say I'm equal to God? Like, what of what did I do? for you to cast stones at me like what miracle did i perform while you're gonna stone me like no no no, not because you perform miracles but because you said you're equal to god and he was like did i say that no he said i and the father are one didn't say i'm equal to the father he just said i am one there was another instance where like the pharisees tried to stone him because he said that uh because he said to the woman like mary magdalene i think like your sins are forgiven you and he's like the whole affairs is like who are you are you god to be able to forgive somebody of their sins he said i never said that i forgive you of your sins i said your sins are forgiven you because of the because of, <laughs> and the whole thing was like he had to explain to them it's like the reason that she's forgiven is because she is the one that says within her own heart through her actions that i don't want to do this anymore i want to change and that is what repentance is that is and it. it's like but then that very same story, they'll just omit that second part. They'll omit the explanation. They'll omit that. And, and they then they'll have just say, to. They yeah, have because to. they need to paint Jesus as the only son of God. They mm -hmm. cannot have everyone see themselves as a, as a peer. They cannot have everybody see themselves as a son of God or see themselves as on par with Jesus or somebody that is similar to and like Jesus. Because, again, that takes away the power from their establishment. That makes that, that's too loose of a ground for them. There's right. no money in it. There's no, <laughs> there's no bag in that. Like you know, yeah, you have, where you gonna get your money from? Everybody's making their own cornbread. Why are they gonna come to your bread shop? You know, right, right. <laughs> that's the thing. Um, that's exactly it. And it's like you're forgiven because one, God is merciful. That's the grace that you can be forgiven. And mm -hmm. it's not just another thing that they take out. It's repentance. And amendment of your ways. Now, amendment, if you know anything about Constitution, if you don't, Google it. I Googled it. <laughs> I Google everything. Um, amendment basically means to make correction to a document. Uh, in this case, we're talking about the document of your actions, if you, if you will. Repent of your previous actions and amend them. Change them. Correct them. In what way are you supposed to correct them? Yeah, what's the basis? What's the what's the grounds? 
What what are we what are we basing all of this off of? And I mean, a lot of people think back like you know, it's like oh no, it's it's not a works. So let's let's mention both. Like it's not about that. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's not even the Old Testament. Like uh, I believe it's what you said. Like you stopped uh, following some of those things in the Old Testament because it required animal sacrifices. Or mm-hmm. someone I spoke to said that. Oh yeah, that was me. That was right, me. right, right. And uh, that makes sense. And and it even says in the Old Testament in the Bibles as they are today, because they couldn't change too much of the Old Testament because it was already there before Jesus. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't go back and change that because people already know it. They already have it. It's passed on verbal tradition. To become a rabbi, you have to be able to recite the whole Torah, like verbatim, just off memory. So people know. If you change it up, they'll know, right? Uh, So they couldn't mess with that too much. It's just that doesn't have tons of detailed information about certain things because, of course, they would just leave out books like the Book of Enoch, you know, uh, that explains the hierarchy of angels and it explains the Nephilim and, and all, you know, how demons came about and how magic came about. It explains all that. Um, but that's not in there. But uh, I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, w- with, with the Old Testament, you, you stop doing the the you stopped abiding by certain things because they required a sacrificing of animals but even in the old testament god says i think it's in uh jeremiah yeah mm-hmm. i think it's in jeremiah i don't remember exactly what verse but uh jeremiah is a, a young prophet <clears throat> god comes to him he's, he's real young um it basically says is like god says like I've never been pleased with your burnt offerings. Like, burnt offerings and sacrifices, I want not. It's like, the offerings and sacrifice of your heart are what I've always wanted. Like, it's Mm -hmm. never has it been... The reason why they wanted to worship the golden calf when they just came out of Egypt was because those were the things they knew. Those were the ways they were taught in Egypt. That's what they knew. And the, the eating of animals and the sacrificing of animals, the slaying of animals, that's what they knew coming from Egypt. That that's that was the way they were taught. They wanted those things. And so Moses made allowances for them to do those things. Those were never the way that God intended them to be. And if you want a more accurate translation of thou shall not kill or thou shall not murder, the, the literal translation is thou shall kill no living thing. No sort of killing. That immediately excludes the eating of flesh and the killing of animals. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of people will hear these these things that i'm saying and be like so what jesus just wanted us to be vegetarian and, and they try to like reduce it to the ridiculous you are not going to get me that way i promise you, <laughs> you know, so not... much stuff. it's like um again it's like when you look into like the nazarenes or the essenes and these are like the other groups that were really instrumental in jesus's upbringing these people did follow veget- veganism these people did follow a type of lifestyle that was entirely different than the pharisees that we're so comfortable talking about in the bible the Pharisees ate meat. Certain sects ate meat. Certain sects didn't eat meat at all. They just 100% were nomads. And certain sects were people that weren't nomads, but they still followed here and there. They ate meat occasionally, and they ate uh, vegetables here and there. It was a very diverse situation back in those times, just like it is today. So many groups that was like, there was one group that was devoted straight up to just fighting and doing wars and just like building up their stature. And they was like, we need to eat meat so that we can be strong. So in case somebody comes upon us, we are going to be able to fight back. And this was talked about in the book of First and Second Maccabees. They mm-hmm. they were very much in the midst of like being attacked. They were having a very stressful life. So it's like for the anyway, I'm getting off track. For the Nazarenes and for the Essenes, 
the people, the reason that they followed this doctrine, the reason that they followed this way is because they were far more spiritually in tune. The Nazarenes or say, uh, the only other example of the Nazarenes within the canonical Bible is of what's that man that was super strong, Samson? Samson, my boy, Samson. Samson. Now, Samson wasn't allowed to touch any dead thing. He wasn't allowed to cut his hair and he wasn't allowed to, what was the third thing that he wasn't allowed to? I forgot. I don't think he was, he wasn't allowed to drink either. Okay, so he wasn't allowed to drink. So he has three rules. Yeah. yeah, so these were the three rules that were going to be instrumental for his uh, power. Now, if you don't believe into that story, that's perfectly fine. Let's do what you want to mm, do. It's, it's there. It's, yeah, it's there. It's but if you don't, fact. like, if people don't want to, like, receive that story, we can, we can look past that. And we can look into the customs of the Nazarenes. Right. And it's the customs of Nazarenes that was, like, even for their mothers, while they are pregnant with their child, they should not drink. They do not eat meat. And this is what how you know as a Nazarene birth. So it's like the Nazarenes were extremely holy people. They were one of the highest of the holies. And then even our Peter, he said, never once has any meat touched my mouth or any unclean beast touched my mouth in the canonical Bible. Yeah. And it's just like, what do y'all think he's talking about here? What yeah. do y'all think that they're getting this, like this uh, phobia of meats? <laughs> you think it's just because like, oh, I don't want to eat pigs. A lot of people back then didn't eat pig already because pig only ate doo-doo back in the day. That was just the garbage disposal. Yeah, I'm trying to say, I'm trying not to curse you now. They only yes. ate food back in the day. So a lot of people, they didn't eat that. So they're like, automatically, we're not going to eat that. So whenever you hear these people talking about, oh, I don't want to eat meat or, oh, no, my I've uh, stayed pure all my time. This is what they're talking about. These actions that they've committed to since birth. And it's just like the Nazarene Gospels is called Jesus of Nazareth. He's a part of the Nazarenes. His mother like followed the Nazarene customs. So it's like it's very much more than just oh he's vegetarian no it's, it's more than that people but try to it's like don't try it, to man. trivialize it you know yeah the trivializing yeah try to reduce it to the ridiculous like oh he just wants us to be vegetarian that's the interesting thing is people are so used to the jesus of the bible that they have today where mm -hmm. when something is explained there is never uh when something is brought up there's never an explanation so people yeah. are used to just taking something at face value and being like well that's dumb because there's no explanation no no by no means, right? Uh, it, one of the laws that Jesus gives is that uh, you shall slay no living thing. And, mm. and, and you know, you, you should drink, you shouldn't drink or eat anything that, you know, that was alive. Like, don't kill any animals, don't kill people, you know, don't eat of people, don't eat of animals. It's, it's just like a whole thing. And he does that because it's like, are you not, and this is all over the Gospel of the Twelves, Every time he sees someone abusing an animal, it's like, why are you beating on this animal? Do you not hear it crying unto heaven? Like, why are you beating on your brother? Because mm. God created you both. And the yeah. same breath of life in you is in this thing as well. And people, I swear people, there are people in the faith right now in the church that would scoff at that simply oh. because... It's saying that animals have have like souls. Like God breathed into them in just the same way. So like treat mm -hmm. them with the same respect. Jesus called them brothers. Like these are your brethren. Mm -hmm. You know? It's a group that uh it's a group that uh introduced me to the Nazarene Gospels and they started doing this for the Hebrew Israelite community. They started saying we shouldn't be sacrificing these animals, we shouldn't be doing this and that. Bro, they just started getting death threats. Oh my god. 
people that's were calling the way. you. <laughs> you know you're moving in the right direction. Where people are trying to kill you for it. I don't know why people love then, killing animals so much. It's like, yeah, it's the I don't thing. Know why that's the you take, like, like, killing animals is nice. Has anyone seen what they do in these cow farms and these slaughterhouses? How they kill cows in the hundreds? How they slaughter them? How they cut their throats and bleed them dry? It's horrific. Yeah. It is horrific. I dare anyone to look it up now. Like uh, like slaughter mills, like slaughter factories. Like look it up. Watch it's how horrible. the hot dog is made, man. It's Watch. Gross. None of it is. It was never meant. It was never supposed to be. God is just patient. He's just patient for a time. There is a time, you know. Uh, but that's always what gets people. It's like, oh, you're telling me to be vegetarian. Like, what's the matter with that? What's the matter with having respect for all life? Do you not know the gurus are vegetarian? Like, <laughs> do you not know that the, the, the Buddhists and the Hindus, that they respect this mm-hmm. also? They're living more holy lives than, than the Christians are. They're going mm-hmm. to be entering the kingdom of heaven because they respect all life. Jesus mm-hmm. says that the kingdom of heaven will come for you. Like, you know, the kingdom of heaven will come because the disciples say this all the time. It's like, when will the kingdom of heaven come? Sometimes Jesus describes the end days. Sometimes he describes a state of being in a person. So the kingdom of heaven coming for you when you'll reach enlightenment is what I uh, translate that as. And he says to them, when within is without, when man is woman, like when this is that, like when everything is one unto you, then the kingdom of heaven will come for you. Mm. That's when enlightenment will come to you. When you realize that everything is one, when within is without, what you perceive in your mind is what you're seeing in the world. Holy nuts. That reminds me of a verse in like Deuteronomy. It says like, and uh, Yehovah is one and thou shalt love Yehovah with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. It's like throughout the entire Bible that keep trying to say that God is only one thing. And then on top of that, they'll say everything is God or everything is a piece of God. Nature is a piece of God. Air is a piece of God. You are breathing in the spirit of God, yada, yada, yada. Every single second, you're Bro. always interacting with it. You are, it's like, if you get, have you reached a portion where it's like uh, Jesus was talking about fish? And Bro, like I was just about them. to mention that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes, that like, part like, blew my mind. Because yes, it, it makes like, so much so sense. Like, he was like uh, talking about, for the people that haven't read the book, it was a verse where is uh, people were talking about, can you show us how is it that we can get into contact with the all parent? Or how is it that we can link up with the all parent and experience the glory that you are talking about? And he was like, okay, let me give you this verse about this fish. And he's mm. like, the fish are in this water. And they are looking and it was like, hey, guys, have you heard about this water? Man, I would love to get to know <laughs> yeah. some water. Yeah, they say, they say we're in water. Like, what, what, yeah, you know, they, what, what is yeah, this water? Like, some of the fish was like, you foolish fish. There's no such thing as water, and then they swim away. <laughs> right. It's like, what is this water you're talking about? And they and they swim away. And then, yeah. And then there was some other fish that was like, oh, oh man, man, we should we should find a wise fish that lives in the ocean and find and see yeah, him. He and knows so they found about the it. wise fish. <laughs> and then they find the wise fish, and it's like, Mr. Wise Fish, what is water? And he was like, you foolish fools. It's good that you found me, but you foolish fools. <laughs> It's good that you found me, you fools. It's good that you found me. I'm glad you're asking these questions, but dang, y'all really don't know. We swimming in it. Like... Nobody's made of it, all of it. And it's just like when I heard that, it was like all of my uh, spiritual experiences is starting to like culminate to this. It's like, uh, say for anybody that says, I don't want to be vegetarian because I, I feel like I can connect to God without it. Cool. That's, that's how you feel. But yeah. it's like for me and my experience, 
the reason I stopped eating meat was because it made me feel like I was just like tired of it. I just, I'm tired of having this meat juice in my mouth. You know, that's, that was the thing that <laughs> I hated eating meat ever since a little kid. So I finally got it old enough to say, no, mom, I think I will not have a piece of chicken tonight. Like I finally got to that age where I could do that. I tried it for a week Dude, and it was, um, I started having weird experiences. Like that's when my dreams started to first kick off. And it was like, it was uh, one night I was laying on the ground cause I didn't have my bed yet. We just moved. And I was having these weird, super vivid dreams of being in a council with a bunch of people looking at me, judging me all dressed in light and dark. And I'm just like, I'm giving them something. And then I give it to him and then he does something like he just takes everything that I have, everything that I know, everything that I've built up in my life up to that point. And then he just touches it and it turns into a bright white light, gives it back to me. And I woke up horrified <laughs> and it wasn't even a nightmare. It wasn't a nightmare. It was just like, I'm out here running around the house like, mom, 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 I think I saw God. I think I saw God. He's just like, shut up, shut up. <laughs> it's just, late at night. Shut up, Did somebody man. break into the house? <laughs> kind of sleep. This man woke up 3 a.m., fourth watch yeah. of the night, ready to go. So it's just like for anybody that's like going or starting off their spiritual journey and want to uh, really start experiencing what it is me and Cal are talking about, I feel like strongly, very strongly, that this, like my diet is the main thing that affected my spiritual growth. That's the main thing that happened for me. You know, that's when I started feeling the tingles way more than I ever did. That's when I started having a lot more peace way faster. It was when mm -hmm. I changed my diet and it matches along with this. I didn't even know about the way when I started doing the vegetarian stuff. It's the, this stuff just came after the fact. It's like three mm -hmm. years after. So like that's that's for anybody to start now. If you want to give it a shot, give it mm -hmm. a week. See what happens. Do your little meditation. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll add to that with my own experience, because it's not just... Mm -hmm. The vegetarianism, the moment you tell people not to eat something or to, to change their either. diet, that's when everybody that's when everybody gets up in arms. It's like, I'm going to eat whatever the hell I want. Like, you know, this is my body. I, oh, that's fine. Mm -hmm. You guys respect me for my honesty and my critical analysis of magic and mysticism. Respect me also in this. What I found from a mood and a riff, these men who definitely did magic and I verified it myself and the connection with these spirits and the spells that I did, they would often tell me they do not eat meat. What? They don't eat meat. A, a riff would say that. He's like, I've been fasting for a long time. I eat, I eat, uh, uh, what, what did he call those things? Uh, it's like a, a, it's like a big raisin. Some of you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, Eggs? Uh, no, it's, it's, it's something like that. Though. I'm, I'm missing it. It doesn't matter. It, it's like he would eat this sort of like dried fruit and, uh, he would have like a piece of uh, whole wheat bread with a little oil on it every day, and that's how he would like go through his days on a regular. And he's and he he explained it to me one time. He was like, "Yeah, don't don't eat meat. Try to work your way away from eating meat because it mm -hmm. makes you heavy. It makes your soul yes. heavy." Yes. And he said, "Now he said, stop eating meat for a little while. Just just you know try to be vegetarian for a little bit and see how much lighter your spirit becomes, how much more connected you are to the spirits. When you're trying to connect with spirits, you fast. You fast. You you don't eat anything. And if you do eat, you eat very little, not enough to be full. Just so that the hunger pain stops. This whole thing of eating, like we we've Ah, there's a reason why I'm doing this with you right now because the, I, I can I, I imagine I could be very very hard and cruel on some of these things I'm saying because uh, mm -hmm. I I'm anticipating warfare from people. 
I've dealt with it. Having a YouTube channel will teach you how to thicken your skin. I promise mm. you. I've dealt with a lot of it. And and so I expect that I'll be going to churches and explaining these things to people. And uh, like I'll be presenting these things that I found to people at different churches and things. And I expect there to be warfare. I'm, I'm, I'm not hoping for it. I just... I, you know, you go in and tell somebody what they've been believing and, and fighting for. It's been twisted and they've been lied to and they're going to try to kill you. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking is. about. I know exactly what you're <laughs> talking about. It's just, that's a big reason why it is that I am so deep into like uh, spirituality or think, or at least your channel was like such a huge calling. Is because I had these philosophies, I had these ways of thinking, but I needed proof. I needed validity. I needed to show them what it is like this is a big reason why like jesus was such a cool and gangster guy to me because like he wouldn't just he wouldn't just pull up and be like hey y'all stop killing these animals all right peace out guys later ride a brand on his little bicycle no he would pull up and if somebody was talking bad about him like i hope i think you got to that story it was like if somebody was talking bad about him or he wouldn't even bother he would just be levitating and be like hey guys how about we eat a little bit healthier now and then he'll just disappear in front of them And then he'll come back like three months later, just walking like, "Oh, you guys still ain't doing what I've said." Y'all All right, well, start again. Right, right. And then disappear. <laughs> and 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 another interesting thing is when you and when you take Jesus, mm-hmm. another another crazy thing that's gonna really piss people off, like the the oldest doctrines of the of the Gospels, mm-hmm. Jesus was born of Mary and Joseph. The Spirit mm-hmm. came over, the Holy Spirit came yes. over Joseph, and he went into Mary, and she conceived the child. It wasn't an immaculate mm-hmm. conception. The reason why that has to be the narrative is because they're trying to take the normality and the human away from Jesus. They're trying to put mm-hmm. him on a pedestal so that no one can be like unto him. Yeah, he, Jesus is already, he's already the chief among all humans. He's the son and daughter of man. Like, he's the first mm-hmm. of humans. Like there's a first of stars and a first of angels. Like he is the chief of us. He is he is the Lord. He's the leader, right? Always. But we're his brethren. We're his kin. We're like him. And the reason why Jesus came to live like a human is so that we could see that we can also live like him. It would be pointless for him to have come and be human if we couldn't also live the way he lived. It would be pointless. Yeah, it really wouldn't make no sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. Like, the big thing, like, that kind of threw me off whenever I was, like, a little kid and I was reading this, it would be like, okay, well, if God said it was good for a seed to, like, what you doing so good? <laughs> Genjutsu, dude? Someone's God finally noticed. Like, Go ahead, though. I don't want yeah. it to it's a, So if God was doing, like, some, uh, if he said that it was good and it was, like, right, or he said it was perfect for a seed to bear after itself, or for a fruit to bear seed after itself. And he gave the commandment to Noah to be fruitful and multiply. If it was a good and uh, just thing for people to be born in the way that he created people to be born, why is it then that he would just switch the rules up for the most important guy in the world? Like, why would he just... Like, why is it all of a sudden a sin to be born normally? Like, I understand... Like, I would understand if he was filled with the Spirit, he filled his uh, his father with the Spirit, filled his mother with the Spirit. And then... Yeah, but if you take that out, all of a sudden he turns into Zeus, just making babies with whoever he feel like. Exactly. And it's just like, why, yeah. why would he switch well, up? Why would they make it like that? 
I don't know. You, maybe that was their belief system. The the the, the yeah, Romans. I don't know. The Greeks. They had the that Greeks sort of belief. Always believed hmm. in that. And this was like this is hmm. not even a new thing. You can take it beyond the Greeks. You can take it to a child named Tammuz and a woman named Ishtar. And these people had the same story. So ask yourself this: If God is a jealous God, if He doesn't want to share any of His honor whatsoever with any other God, like it says in Exodus, why then would He create His best and greatest shining man? In the same way that Tammuz and Ishtar already did it, why would he follow? Why would he be biting off of their styles? You feel me? <laughs> every, every one of them, Hercules, you could say the same thing for, mm-hmm. or uh, what's his name, uh, the Poseidon's son, like all this other stuff, where these gods will mingle. You know what these gods sound like after learning a bit about the Book of Enoch? They sound mm-hmm. a lot like the Nothing. angels that left heaven and mm-hmm. were with women. And gave birth yeah. to giants and mighty men and men of renown. Yes. That's what it's it sounds just a like. Way of keeping the culture alive is just a way of keeping that stuff alive. You know, it's just like if you got, like, I'll never, ah, never mind, never mind, never mind. I'm throwing it out. But that was a good, that was a good piece. That was a good piece together. I never got that. That blew my mind, man. That you know, nice. a funny thing, just just to uh, to go off what you just said there. Why would God change up how He's ordained life to happen? for yeah. for the one person who's supposed to represent mm-hmm. what he wants like why would he change that why would yeah. he also change his ideas and beliefs about not wanting to kill the creatures he created yeah it's Jesus. like bro even in the first book just for anybody that thinks we're BSing, read the first chapter of genesis read the first two to three chapters bro i read i literally just read them today and they're specifically saying that the only thing pe- man and uh animals should be eating are the fruits of the trees and the uh, uh, grains of the fields. Those are the only things that's supposed to be for these me. things I gave went... man for food. Exactly. He never once said, all right, now kill all of my land because they got the best tender thighs. Like, never once. <laughs> like, he never once said any of this. And never. these were the commandments he gave to Adam while he was in the perfect body, in the perfect flesh, in the perfect representation. So if you want to get back to this perfection or if you want to experience this crazy body stuff where you can live for longer, you can jump farther. You can do all of the things that they was talked about you can do in the kingdom. Why wouldn't you just follow what it is that Adam was already doing when he was given all of the keys to everything? He was given all of the secrets as soon as he was born, as soon as he was formed out of the little dirt, if you believe that. <laughs> I, so it's like, I don't know how that came about. I, but yeah. I feel like Adam, just, just because when you start diving into stuff like this, you see that everything was changed. Yes. You, you see that like the understanding we have of everything has been twisted and that like Jesus, he gives an account of the beginning um, Mm -hmm. because he says when he gives them the law, he's like, I give unto you a new law, which isn't actually new. It's old. It's the law that came before Moses got the 10 commandments. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's the perfect law that came. Um, He, he goes on to say like in the beginning, the animals didn't kill each other. Mm. You know, they lived in harmony and he talks about Adam and Eve and he's saying it's like they were both created. God created man and woman in his image. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just and Adam. And then Eve. from Adam's rib came Eve. It was them both. Because if the way Jesus describes God, he describes God as the all parent, the mm-hmm. unbegotten, the mother, mm-hmm. father or father, mother, God. Why? And really think about this. Because God embodies both genders and none of them at the same time. God is mm-hmm. not man or woman, but at the same time, 
has oh the God. essence of man and woman. God is think all about things, think right? Think about that, you know? Like, think it, about this. With, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I, that's what I'm just saying. I was, I was about to hit him with the think, Mark. You know, if you guys have yeah, seen Invincible. <laughs> like, think about think, that. It's like, it's like, uh, say, with energy. Mm. Everybody has these labels of energy as positive and negative, feminine and masculine, whatever, whatever. It's not even that. That's not true. That's just man putting their own, like, dissection up on it. That's like somebody saying that my fingers are different than my hand, and my hand is different than my arm, and my arm is different from my body. But this is all comprising one sense, one single thing. Mm. That's all we're doing is just putting labels on all things that, like, that doesn't really need labels. You feel me? We're it's putting like, labels um, on oneness to divide it yes, into something we can labels understand. On one thing. Exactly. And there's no need. Mm -hmm. We are the same as everything around us, and everything around us is the same as us. And this is the same concepts that they got in Hinduism and Buddhism. Exactly the same. That's what, you know, there's a reason why, and I'm, I swear I'm just like you guys. We're, we're all in the same boat here. There's a reason why when Christians will leave Christianity, they'll go straight to Buddhism. They'll go straight to Hinduism. <laughs> They'll go straight to these like uh, occult practices because those mm. like those practices teach oneness, mm. right? Like there's a reason why people love sad, uh, sad guru mm. because he's talking about these things. He's talking about respecting all life. He's talking about being vegan. Listen to him. You don't listen to me. Listen to him. <laughs> like he's talking about respecting all life and about being one. He. I remember him him saying. Because it's so funny, people are like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to experience God, I'm trying to experience enlightenment. And he said to them, just stop and close your eyes, and there you are. You'll experience it because that's all there is. There's no way you can't. He's like, how, how taking breath can you expect that you're separated from God? How, that doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make any sense. In just the same parable that you told about the fish going to the wise fish exactly. and him saying, you guys are already exactly. in water. It's what you yeah. breathe. It's it's where your life is. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, in the same way, like, you are in God and you're seeing God, like, right now. Like, it's happening all around you. It's what you breathe. Mm -hmm. It's what you see in everything, in every object, is the essence of God. God says not to worship any of these individual things. Worship God. But God is in them all, and in all of them, they, they find life in God. It's an interesting mm -hmm. thing. When you start to see it, you start to see the, the unification of all these other teachings. And the fact that Jesus doesn't care what you believe. He's like, I, I, don't, I don't care what you think of the truth that I give you, or how you interpret that truth. Just follow the laws I give you. Just obey. That's it. And you'll, you'll immediately fall into the right path once you do that very same. Like, once you do that, you'll fall into the right path. It's like, again, there's a reason that I met Cal. And it's like, I've already been following this for like, I think maybe a year. And it's like, I haven't been, I haven't been right about everything. And I'm still learning. I'm still grooming. I'm still trying to figure everything out. And I'm still trying to, you know, see how the heck that these people just be fading out of existence. You feel me? It's like, that's what I think is cool. But it's like, again, my results from before, it's like, I'm an entirely different person. And it's my mind, like, or my mind or my philosophy behind it has always been gradually changing and maturing as a result of what it is that I'm doing. I'm not, again, I just, I know you said it before, but I just want to really hammer this home. Nobody is trying to earn their way into heaven here. We're just mm -hmm. trying to see what it is that's real, what is fake, and then follow the truth. That's it. And the truth is molding us immediately once you start following it. And this is the truth that, we, uh, that they were talking about in the Old Testament. This is the truth that they were talking about in the New Testament. It's the truth that Jesus was talking about. 
all of this stuff lines up because there's no contradictions within it, you know? Yeah, it, it answers a lot of the questions, a lot of the loopholes and inconsistencies, one of which, like, I, I keep saying, like, I'm, I'm just like you guys. I have the same thinking. I'm not being, like, brainwashed or anything. This is just the research I was led to. Um, a, a lot of times people would bring to me, because I was an apologist when I was a Christian, and I, I, I loved arguing with people and, and mm-hmm. like, trying to figure out what was right and what was wrong. And so I got used to arguing with people, and I can I can hold a debate. Trust me, I can. Uh, <laughs> believe me when I say I will debate with you if need be, but I'll do it out of love. It's, it's not it's not a it's not a competition. It's a cooperation. You know, um, there's this this thing that people bring up is like, why do good things happen to bad people, or bad things happen to good people? And then you know, if a child is born and they die as as a child, is that child going to hell? Or if a person lives their life good and they're they're a good person and then they die, if they didn't know about Jesus, will they go to hell? The Bible won't give you straight answers on this aside from the yeah yeah they'll go to hell for all eternity. Like, in what way does that seem like the actions of a just God? And and that was one of the main things that pulled me from Christianity is I would think to myself, I can't, I can't accept that a good God would create an eternal damnation for beings who may not live exactly the way he wants them to for 80 years of their life, if that. And then call it free will. That's and, the thing that really threw me and off. And then call it free will. Uh, and, and Jesus even says, like, I, I give you the truth. I give you this law, this this way to live in the kingdom of God. I'm presenting to you these commands, and you guys turn away from them to what? To evil? Like, that's the only difference. Like, th- these things that Jesus presents are good, and they are loving, and they're accepting to all life. And they're, it is peace, and it is love that he's giving. And to turn away from that is to directly choose to, to be evil and, and to be to be wrong. Like, like you're treating your body poorly. Like everyone knows drinking alcohol, like it is killing you regardless of if it's in moderation, it's killing you. You're consuming poison. Like the, the, the health administration, there's so many documentaries on why being vegetarian is, is of use and beneficial for humans. Like I'm not going to go on a whole rant about this, but like the, the food and the, the food health administration or the drug and, and food administration knows that eating of red meat leads to heart disease. They, they're, they've got articles on it. There are documentaries where they talk specifically about these things, how poor food is produced, like how poorly animals are treated and how, how, how diseases are carried from them and all this other nonsense. So, like, following this way of living is in your best interest. Now, it's on my channel, the, the experience I had of an angel. Like, uh, it came to me. Uh, it was It was one night, it was after a, a very interesting dream, and that dream came after, I believe... Like a whole, I I was in prayer and worship for a good while, and I started to experience that like river of, of like love, like this fluid energy coming from my heart center, like that's the best way I could describe it. (laughs) Like it feels like there's a river just flowing from your heart. It's it's a very interesting feeling, Um, just just bliss, I guess I could say. That's it's really something else. But I spent a good time in that, and then that night went to sleep, had a dream about my friend that he needed help. And then I woke up to have this experience. I, I woke up to the sound of someone talking in my living room. And if you guys are OGs on the channel, you know this story. It's one of like the first videos on my channel. Um, and it, this thing was saying, uh, we are temples of the living God. We must be holy as he is holy. 
but we must be holy. We are temples of the living God. We must be holy. We must be holy as he is holy. Over and over again, pacing back and forth in the room that I was in. And I looked at it and I was like, what the hell is going on here? And it was shining and sparkling and all this other stuff. And then it saw me and came over to me and rested its hands on me and said, you are a son and you will run to heaven. And when it touched me, I was filled with like this crazy energy like I've never felt before. It's happened to me a few times that I felt this energy, but it was so crazy intense. I tell you, it was like being on the giant drop and like the the raging bull, the first drop of the raging bull. It was like it was like that times 10 plus being on five dried grams of shrooms. It was like I was hit with this stuff and my soul was shaking. Like the vibration was so intense that there was no world. There was nothing. It was just like electricity and energy blasting through my body. And I screamed because I didn't know what the hell was happening. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, I, I started to lift up off the couch and people would be like, all right, well, now this man is truly crazy. Let's get out of here. And if that's what you think, I love you. Adios. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to fight to keep anybody where they don't want to be. But like, I. <laughs> I can't even describe. It's, it's such a crazy experience. And I've tried myself to disprove it over and over and over again for years but it's just it has been the main thing that's kept me coming back to god over and over again is because if i don't if i don't believe jesus if i don't believe that any of this stuff is real if i don't believe spirituality is a thing then i am the craziest of the crazy and i need to be locked away lobotomied everything because i am a danger to society believing and having this experience that i had I'm I'm a beautiful mind. I'm Tyler Durden. I'm all of it. If this experience happened to me and other experience that followed and none of this is real, bro, I'm padded cell. Like it's 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 a done deal for me. <laughs> but like I started to lift off the couch like as though I was laying on it still. I just started to lift up and, you know, you can feel yourself being lifted and the energy was just absolutely insane. And I, I was just screaming at the top of my lungs, just, ah, ah, you know, just, <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. You know, I start moving up to the ceiling and then I start like moving through the room in the same position. And then I start moving toward the ground and I see like this image of like this cavernous red, like abyss sort of place. And I knew that I was going to see this hellscape. I knew I was going to get a glimpse of, of hell or this, this place where people would be tormented um, for a time. And I, I said in my heart, I was like, no, like I don't want to see that. I don't want to go there. And I stopped, moved back up over the couch and came right back down onto it. And I stayed like that until the sun came up. I don't know what time it was, but I stayed there for a good while. I kind of want to see at that. At least, now. at least an hour. At least I was just laying there thinking. And then the sun came up and I felt safe to, to move because I was petrified, sweating. <laughs> it, it, it was an experience. But from that, I got, we are temples of the living God and we must be holy as he is holy. What does that mean if not live the way God wants you to live? Treat your body like a temple. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus even says, if anyone shall shall bring harm to this temple, like if anyone shall destroy the temple, God will destroy them. Like God yeah. cares about you. 
and your body is a temple that the Holy Spirit dwells in. Because God didn't make, like, temples aren't made by hand. Like, God isn't dwelling in a temple made by hand only like he used to in the Old Testament. Like, he's making a people where his Holy Spirit can dwell. Like, the, the book of, uh, I believe it's the book of Joel talks about it. Like, he'll pour out his spirit on all flesh. Sons yeah. and daughters will prophesy. Old men will dream dreams. Like, that's what that means. You know, that's what we're moving toward. And so all of that to say, I think this is the way to enlightenment. Because all it does is teach you that all things are sacred and all things are of God. And that all things should be respected. It teaches you not to steal from anyone, not to hurt anyone. The basic things of life that are not difficult to abide by. And that honestly, people, people abide by them accidentally. And people yeah. would say, like, you know, am I going to go to hell because I don't believe Jesus is Lord? Uh, if you're not living in the way that Jesus wants you to live, you're living out of out of touch with God, basically. And by that I mean, these things that Jesus has given us to live by are good things. They're not, it's not like absurd in any capacity. It's not like you have to slay a lamb every month. You know, it's it's not like you have to, to fast like half the year it's it's very it makes sense it's how humans should live if you're not living in accordance to that then you are doing wicked things right does, does that not make sense like you're stealing from people you're hurting people you're killing people you're you, you know you're you're being unjust you're treating people in a way that you wouldn't want them to treat you you're being unfair like a, another thing people would say is what if a pedophile or a murderer or you know, uh, what if Jeffrey Dahmer was to accept Jesus into his life and accept the free gift of salvation and all that other stuff? And, and you know, uh, is he just supposed to go to heaven and not pay for the things that he did? You know, and, and you'd think like, well, no, he doesn't have to pay for those things because Jesus died on the cross for him and his blood was shed and all of that. And there's so many twisted things. Yes, God forgives you because you repent, but you repent and amend your ways. By following after the way that Jesus has given. He says, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. Jesus said that. Mm. You'll keep my commands. What I, what I think in my heart, what I, what I feel I'm learning, is that, especially with reincarnation and, and Jesus teaching reincarnation, if people don't know the law, and I even read this directly, it's like for the people who do know the law, they do know the commandments of Jesus, and they don't abide by them, their punishment will be more severe, as Bane said in Batman. Your punishment must be more severe. Don't get that be back broke. <laughs> because you know what to do and you chose not to do it. And Jesus goes on to say, if they don't know the law, they don't know the way, but they still do wrong, yeah, they'll be punished for what they did. But it won't be it won't be as severe. It won't be that bad. And and Jesus describes in other places that that God is merciful, and if you live a life and you've never heard the law, and you're living apart from the law, and you're living against it, you know, you know, and you're just doing your own thing, you've never heard about the law, like, you go through life again until you learn the way, and then you're, you're judged on how you responded to that. Like, you have chances. That, you see how everything starts to make sense then? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, you go through life, you live wrong, you, you, you're punished for the things you did wrong and then you start life over again to live right to learn the right way to live because all of all this is is a way to refine your soul for enlightenment 
so that you can then exist in a higher plane of reality. You can call that fourth dimensional reality. You could call that the next plane of existence. If you believe in the law of one, it all matches up. Jesus came from this higher realm of reality down here to teach us how to raise up to that level. It all makes sense. Jesus talks about cycles of life. Cycles. You go through these cycles until you have been perfected. And then you, you, you reach enlightenment. It, it all comes together. And it's, it's yeah. so relieving. It's like, ah, it makes perfect sense. Of course these good people out here aren't going to go to hell for eternity. Because that's, that was never what it was. Mm-hmm. It was never eternal hellfire. It was just you paying for what you did by the actions that you did. Like, as you did to others, so will be done unto you. Yeah, it's karma. Yeah, exactly. You're supposed to learn, and then you go through life again. You may go through sufferings in life, but those are just to perfect your soul. That's it. The craziest thing, like, everybody is going to get the answer. Everybody is going to get it right. There's nobody that's going to really be left behind. It's just going to be... It's all just going to be, like, straight-up training. This is all this is, just to see and experience more of yourself. That's all that we're doing here. That's all that this whole thing is. So you shouldn't be suckered. I mean, not suckered. You shouldn't be scared into following a group, following some people, following whoever says that they know the truth and they know the way, even though they've only only remember this one life right now. And they don't mm-hmm. even want to acknowledge the fact that there's other lives. They say, we only get one shot. We only did, and you got to go over here. None of them know. They're just going to give you anxiety, gas, and then some acne. Um, let me chill out. Let me stop with you, all these jokes. <laughs> they're just they're not <laughs> like I'm trying to make it I'm trying to make jokes just so we can understand it's like it's not that serious it's mm. not that serious whatsoever how it was always painted out for kids how it was painted out for like there's no cold gonna be underneath your stocking there's no Krampus there's no Santa Claus there's none of that you just gotta be just building up and learning and building a genuine character within yourself to further experience more and there is a clear-cut way to do it. And that clear-cut way encompasses your body. It encompasses your thoughts. It encompasses how you treat others. And it encompasses your relationship with div- with divinity. It encompasses all these steps. And it's not strenuous. It's not ridiculous. It's not like you need to go to a mountain top and then say a certain phrase. It's yeah, easy. You definitely can. That's See, not if you required. can't, that's for the special ones. That's what, that's what I'm trying to get into. That's but for those who are not even into yeah. that, yeah. For the people who's not even into that, all you you can literally oh my gosh, this is something that was like I've been low key like finding out more and more about like different stuff, mm-hmm. and it's uh these people called breatharians, and oh, these yes. are people that yeah you know about them. I, so I keep uh, seeing they, stuff, yeah, yeah. So it's uh there's this black uh breatharian called I think Elatome Eli or something like that, and mm-hmm. even him, he talks about all you're doing all this life is is just you learning how to manipulate and use energy correctly and that comes by way of movements that comes by way of diet that comes by way of how you treat people all of this is just energy and the correct way of using energy is a way that makes you get more so that you can keep building and building and building and then he takes it to an even more extreme it's just like uh say the way it talks about being vegetarian 
He's saying that's that's just a plus. You you can you don't even have to eat. <laughs> I haven't eaten for four months, and I, look at me, I still got my muscles. Said, and if you need to eat like, something, go ahead. But <laughs> if you need to eat something, you only eat because you feel like you just want to be social. You just social eat. I just eat because everybody else is eating around me, or I just eat because I feel like it. Boy, like I swear, I'm boy, one for my I'm wife eating, I wouldn't be eating sometimes. <laughs> Yo, that my girlfriend gets so mad whenever I say like ah, I haven't eaten today. She's like, "What? How can you survive?" No, Jalen, you're killing yourself. Hey, I'm like, I feel fine. They don't understand the bread of life, that no man yeah, exactly. thirsts or hunger again. They don't exactly, understand. and it's like I'm starting to see results of that by way of like just how I'm living and following what it is that we were talking about. Like I'm actually seeing physical results. Like I go to school and I'll be able to go from like 6 a.m. till like 10 p.m. And I wouldn't eat anything. And if, as a matter of fact, if I get a coconut water, I feel like I had a full course meal. And it's just, mm. I've never felt that way before. Like, as a kid, I was the hungriest dude in the building. And my metabolism was higher than everybody. Like, mm. it's like, I'm noticing these differences. I'm noticing these changes. And I'm knowing how it's helping me in my energy work. And again, like how uh, Cal has talked about, rivers of flowing energy. I feel this now whenever I, like, whenever I just want to. Whenever I think, okay, let me feel this energy real quick. And it does feel like a stream, and especially if I'm around flowing water. This stuff is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> like if I'm around flowing water, all of a sudden it's just like I feel trickles all throughout my body, warm, warm. And it's just like I don't feel hungry either. And it's like I, I don't, I'm not one to make this stuff up. I don't really, like, I don't prescribe. If I don't uh, feel it. That's, that's then, not what we're about right here. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not. If I don't feel it, it's, uh, it's all right. Let's try something else. Let's see what else could work. But it's like this is the first time where I'm starting to see results of it by following what it is that we've been researching and practically applying. It. That's really it. Hmm. Just give it a shot for yourself. Do it like a week, maybe two weeks. Give it a shot and see what happens. Hmm. See how things open up. See how your relationships with people all of a sudden become that much better. How people start wanting to hang out with you more or how people want to just start. Hey, you seem like a nice, approachable person. You want to talk about anything right now? <laughs> Share your innermost thoughts with me, please. Yeah, oh, random guy sitting on the stoop. Yeah, how about you want to talk to me? It's like I'm having these experiences where even if like uh, I had to sell Girl Scout cookies, it's just a random story. Oh, I had to sell Girl Scout, Scout cookies, cookies for my little, for my little sister. Okay, man. Okay, it's a secret. I don't want my little sister knowing this. So I had to sell Girl Scout cookies, right? Mm -hmm. And then as soon as I sat down, pretty much everybody came immediately and everybody had money. Everybody was like trying to talk with me. Everybody was like, please let me get more boxes than what you uh, thought that you were going to sell. I was up here. I was there for like 30 minutes. I sold out in like a couple of seconds. And it's like, usually this never happens. Usually people just look at people and just ignore them and keep walking off. No matter mm -hmm. what, who be on campus. So it's like, again, I see results in various facets of my life from following this, just following this way. So it's not just like empty talk, you know? Mm. But I'm still looking. I'm still looking to find how to figure out these names. I need to figure out how to levitate. That's that's <laughs> something I need to do. I need to figure out how to restore eyeballs. That's These are my things. These are my callings. I, and a, I, I think it's everyone's callings. Like, that's just <laughs> what we're called to do. Like, Jesus, Jesus would often say, don't believe what I tell you just out of nothing. Like, believe based on the signs that I've done. Like, the things you've seen me do. And, and oftentimes the, the Pharisees would be like, well, I mean, he is definitely doing some crazy stuff. Like, it's like only only a man. Like, he is definitely a prophet or something. Like, like, only a man blessed by God could 
literally turn invisible when we're about to kill him and disappear. <laughs> like, I remember reading that, and Jesus was, like, telling them some stuff they didn't want to hear, and they were like, let us lay seas on this man and kill him. Yeah, and Jesus, like, right. and, and it just says Jesus was just, just not seen by them anymore. He's just, just and he just, and he moved right through the crowd and they didn't see him. Like, what? Gay? Yeah. Man? Exactly. So many crazy True? things that you're doing. Oh man. It, it's, it's amazing stuff. Oh, I, I feel, I feel compelled to, I feel compelled to, I, I think the holy name that Jesus uses is Jova. Something like that. J-O-V-A, I believe. Yet, I don't know how many times one is to say the same to invoke its properties. I don't know. I'll have to practice it. I don't know. But it's something Jesus did, so I feel totally fine in doing it. Um, but I, I feel I feel like I should mention this. If you guys are reading the Gospel of the Twelve, the Gospel of the Nazarenes, it goes by lections. So, lection 46, I believe, verse 9. I think is where we're at. No, no, verse 7. Jesus says, And behold, um, a new law I give unto you, which is not new but old. Even as Moses gave the Ten Commandments to Israel after the flesh, so also I give unto you the twelve for the kingdom of Israel after the Spirit. So these are the law of the Spirit. Obviously. Easy. And we're just going to read them real quick, just just so you guys understand what I'm talking about, because it would be real silly if if we went on explaining the way that Jesus taught to live and then, and then never <laughs> you're like oh is it going to be a part 2 Where five it? easy payments of 19.99 and you you know send send in a donation like some nonsense like donations. that donations <laughs> so silly i mean i mean donations are fine and people give donations and i'm i'm thankful for it but you know just uh, jesus does say that the the worker is worth his wage, you know. And the priest, the food of the priest is like the bread of the table. So mm. I, I, I like that. It will be taken yeah. care of. Yeah, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. What does that mean? Seek first the kingdom, and we know the kingdom is God's will, right? His authority. Seek first his authority. Seek first his will, the, the, the commandments, and his righteousness. Abide by them. Simple as that. Seek to live in that way, and God will provide everything else to you. All of the things will be added unto you. If y'all don't believe that, I uh, <laughs> that's okay. It says, uh, the first is, you shall not take away the life of any creature for your pleasure, nor for your profit, nor yet tormented. It's the very first one. It goes on to say, you shall not steal the goods of any, nor gather lands and riches to yourself beyond your need or use. You shall not eat the flesh, nor drink the blood of any slaughtered creature, nor yet anything which bringeth disorder to your health or your senses. You guys can work that bit out however you want. Disorder to your health is obvious. Disorder to your senses, that's a tough one. I have since stopped really doing anything because my body is super sensitive, so everything is really, really sensitive for me. Um, I don't drink, I don't smoke. I, I, I think I've been doing this like not eating meat thing and since i'm lactose intolerant i actually don't do any dairy either not by choice i love milk oh my <laughs> gosh it's a sad day a sad sad day when i sat with myself and i was like i can't i can't no more i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Y'all don't know how much I eat cereal, boy. I've, I've Dude, since... You just blowing up the toilet? What was you talking about? That? What was the thing that made you stop? Never mind. We'll I'll, tell you off stream. <laughs> I'll tell you off stream. I'll tell you off stream. It's not important. important but the important thing is just... The important thing is that I've, I've been doing it. I'm not telling you guys to do something I'm not currently doing. I'm, tr- I'm abiding by these with my heart to the best of my ability. That's what Jesus means by love God with all your soul, strength, mind, and, and, uh, and body and everything. Like, that's what he means. Like Follow this law as best you can, and if there are things that you're messing up on, those things are covered by love. Like, you're trying. God sees that you're trying. God is not this like totalitarian, dictatorial monster as the Bible paints him out to be. It, it just... Anyway... I have been doing this this vegan thing now for about a week, a little over a week. And, oh gosh, the energy. <laughs> like, my connection is just, it is insane. It's so, so different. So just based off that alone, and for you guys who are interested in magic, try it and see how you feel. It's not hard. Eat fruits, lentils, get you some grains, make you some potatoes, learn how to cook, because why shouldn't you? Every adult should know how to cook. Whatever. Uh, Yeah, you shall not eat flesh nor drink the blood of any slaughtered creature nor yet anything which bringeth disorder to your health or senses. You shall not make impure marriages where love and health are not. That one kind of covers a lot. Uh, I've I've listened to some talks on this. Some people have, have thought around this, like marriages based off solely money or position or other things like that where love is not an unhealthy I'm assuming it's just things that are are obviously not good for your health. I imagine those would be incestuous things because they do mess up the offspring. Like it is, you know, it it does create genetic mutation and things like that. So I don't know. Work those things out yourself in your own heart. I don't know. Uh, It says, nor yet corrupt yourselves or any creature made pure by the holy. So since this is in the same context of marriage, I'm assuming it has to do with something of relations. So don't make yourself, don't corrupt yourself or any creature. Whatever. Just that I'm presenting it to you as I've got it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Like you guys want the information as it comes to me, you're getting it. Everyone unsubscribes. (laughs) I don't know, Cal. Something about that (laughs) nine. Something right. about that dog thing made me want to stop. <laughs> right. This, this is works-based righteousness. No, no, brother. No, no. This is me. Uh, this is me following the commands of God humbly. Anyway, uh, you shall not bear false witness against any, nor willfully deceive any by lie to hurt them. You shall not do unto others as ye would not that others should do unto you. So don't treat other people. like Don't do stuff that you don't want the people to do to you. The simplest thing in the world easy and a lot of people do that quite naturally because like we have conscience in us right yeah uh you shall worship one eternal the father mother in heaven of whom are all things and reverence the holy name you shall revere your father and your mother on earth who care uh whose care is for you and all the teachers of righteousness you shall cherish and protect the weak and those who are oppressed and all creatures that suffer wrong this is where Jesus, this is what Jesus tells to those rich people. It's like, sell everything you got. For some of them, they, they even come to him saying, I've sold half of what I, what I have. 
and I gave that to the poor and the oppressed and the needy. And Jesus is like, you're perfect. You're fine. Get out of here. Get away from me. You're doing the right <laughs> thing. Right? Like, it just spend your wealth and your abundance helping people who don't have it. Because yeah. it, are they not us? Are we not all one? Jesus even says, the, the things that you have done for the least of these you've done for me. He even says it about the animals. He says this at the day of judgment when people, when, when he's like, he, he's, he, separ he separates the lamb from the goats. And he's like, you know, you guys can enter heaven because, you know, you saw me when I was sick and you came to visit me when I was hungry. You fed me when I, when I was, was naked. You clothed me. And they're like, Jesus, when did we do this? And he says, when you've done these things for the least of these people, when you've done these things for the least, you've done them unto me. Think about that. Think about that for a moment. Let that marinate in your mind. I like saying that. No, marinate. <laughs> uh, you shall work with your hands the things that are good and seemly, so shall ye eat the fruits of the earth and live long in the land. You mm. shall purify yourselves daily and rest the seventh day from labor keeping holy the Sabbaths and festival of your God. So purifying yourself daily can be like a spiritual purifying, a purifying of your heart unto God to live by these things. Uh, this is something that you do with Reiki. You, uh, there's a Reiki prayer that I was taught, today I will not want, today I will not anger, today I will be peaceful, today I will be loving. You're basically purifying yourself and you're setting yourself up for those good things. What you can also do is energetic cleansing and physical cleansing, having incense, uh, you know, just holding an incense over you like you would do for a room to cleanse it, showering, washing your hands is a sign of purification because it's the purification of the heart that's important. Like set yourself apart and keep the Sabbath day holy. Today is technically the Sabbath day. I believe it's Saturday is the seventh day as uh, the calendar is supposed to be. And... Uh, I mean, this isn't work to me. I, you know, I'm, I'm cool. But, you know, Jesus talks about all that. Like, is it not good to do good on the Sabbath day? Like, helping people. You know, I've got some withered hand stories from Jesus that, that are really interesting. Real interesting. Real interesting. Um, and it goes on to say, You shall do unto others as you would that others should do unto you. So there's an interesting thing about these commands that Jesus gives. That they're not just negatives. They're positive commands. Like, do this and don't do that. Do this, don't do that. For this, Jesus says, don't do to others what you don't want them to do to you, but do unto others as you would want them to do to you. That covers everything. Like, I'm not going to treat you in a bad way because I don't want to be treated that way. And I'm going to treat you in a good way because I would want you to treat me that way. Easy. Easy. And uh, he says, uh, I think that's, that's uh, coming up to the last one. It says, uh, and when the disciples heard these words, they, they smote upon them their breasts, saying, Wherein we have offended, O God, forgive us, and may thine wisdom, love, and truth within us incline our hearts to love and keen this holy law. And I believe that's that's all of them. He said, I mean, worship the Lord your God, uh, and no other God shall you worship, is, is it implied in here. So those are those are the things. Those are the things that Jesus presented, uh, and this he gave on the the Mount of Transfiguration. And it's just so interesting that when the apostles heard this, they repented and amended their ways. And I, I think they even go on to say, like, Lord, like, how will we keep these? Like, give us strength to keep these and, and abide by these. And Jesus says, like, if you will to keep these laws, 
it'll be easy for you. Like, if your heart is to do these good things, it'll be easy. It's like, there's no excuse. It's, I mean, these are good things. It's not like, it's not like you're being told bad things. It's like, these are all good things. Like, don't covet your neighbor's things. Don't steal. Don't lie to people. And, or, or withhold the truth to deceive them. Don't kill anything. Don't hurt anyone. Do what you want people to do unto you. It's, it's everything that Jesus taught. Those are like the pillars of the things he taught. Makes sense. Perfect sense. Mm-hmm. And one last thing for people who are uh, wondering why you should abide by these things. When Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, he's a teacher uh, in the Bible at that time. He was a, he was a teacher of the people as well. <clears throat> he came to Jesus in private because like, he didn't want the Pharisees to know that he was there. Jesus is explaining to him like uh, uh, the reincarnation and you know how to ascend and, and enter the kingdom of heaven. And he says unto him, you have to first know these earthly things before you move on to the spiritual things. You know, um, and what I can liken that to, if you think about all of these commands he gave, they are how you're to act in the natural and how you're to regard things in the natural. And when the disciples say, what is the kingdom? They're basically, Jesus answers them, when within is without. And all things are like one. Man is, man is woman, woman is man. Like everything is one to you. Then you will reach enlightenment. Then the kingdom of heaven will come unto you. And that's all these laws do. Is they position your mind and your actions in a way that you are treating others like you are one with them. And you are referring with God as though you are one with God. Not equal unto God. You're one with God. You're a part of God. Just like the you know the head is the head of the whole body, you are a part of that body and God is the head. Easily. Makes perfect sense. You know, it's, uh, logic. <laughs> it's logic. <laughs> it's just logic in this, you know. Like if you learn how to act in the physical, then obviously you will ascend and learn how to act in the spiritual realm as well. But you can't, you can't learn about the spiritual things until you've been faithful with the little. And Jesus even says that. When you're faithful with the little, then you can learn of the spiritual mysteries of this law. But you have to start yes. with these things because it refines your soul to get ready for that stuff. Yes, it refines you so that God can start dwelling within you. And again, this ah. is something that the Hindus are fully aware of, that the Buddhists are fully aware of. This is why they don't even demonize the body. They see the body as a beautiful vehicle to where they can transfer and um, transfer light and be a vessel of God. This is where religion, again, it's just be very careful of religion whenever they tell you that your body is nothing but a piece of garbage that sins and poops everywhere. That's God's house that they're disrespecting. Right, right. It's you that they're disrespecting. So it's just like when you follow these laws, it's not trying to make you. I keep saying the same thing. It's not trying to make you earn your way anywhere. It's just preparing your body, your mind and moving away from the filth that you've been learning, moving away from the stuff that you've been viewing yourself as or just the separation that you've cultivated in your mind over throughout the years or and just helping you out. It's just it's like a tutor. There you go. The law is a tutor. Isn't that what the Paul said earlier? Mm. The law oh. is a tutor to Christ. Glad you mentioned Paul again. I, all right, <laughs> it's it's tough because everybody loves Paul. Everybody uh, loves I don't Paul. Like, who said I... <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like everybody loves Paul. Like all the Christians love Paul. I love Paul. I mean, because like he accounts for damn near sixty percent of the whole New Testament. It's all Paul, his epistles, his doctrines, and his explanations. 
Now, reading, reading these earlier Gospels, these early church Gospels from the 1st and 2nd century A.D., the ones that John wrote while he was in prison, 70 A.D., reading this original stuff that was untainted, the doctrines and things that Jesus teaches are in direct opposition with the things that Paul teaches. As Paul is mm -hmm. teaching saved by grace and nothing else, like works-based righteousness is wrong and he even they, they even put a place in there i forget what what epistle it's in where he's talking to peter and he's trying to convince peter that like what he's doing is wrong and like uh you know uh trying to work to achieve righteousness is wrong and then to get into heaven i feel like that's a barrier that's hard to cross definitely mm. because that's the main thing that's been ingrained in all of this we don't get any we get some of the epistles from the apostles, but we don't see their lives and their mission apart from the book of Acts. And of that, we see very little before Paul is the main focus of the book of Acts. Like, the sure. whole, like Paul is everything. And Paul being everything, it's interesting that he was a an accuser of the brethren. He was an enemy yeah, of what the faith. Paul ordained himself an apostle. And I say that I say that because he wasn't he wasn't one of the ones in the upper room when the Holy Spirit was dispensed. And Jesus said, once I go unto heaven, I go unto the Father, the Holy Spirit will come unto you and you will be filled with power from on high. Like He is not one of those in that. What happens is when there's a new apostle to be ordained, like when Stephen or uh, Stephen dies, he's stoned. Like and he's gone, they appoint a new apostle in his place and they cast lots so that God could be the judge of who it is. Like they pick two most worthy and then they cast a lot to see who it is and it falls on a specific person. That didn't happen with Paul. So I'm just saying like there's a discrepancy there. I'm not saying I know everything about it. I'm just saying he, he appointed himself in a position of apostle. And from there he goes on to teach these doctrines that are moving us away from abiding by what Jesus said because he said himself whosoever keeps these commands will save their soul and whosoever doesn't shall perish that doesn't mean you'll burn in hell for all eternity it just means that when you die you'll have to pay for the things that you did and then you'll go back again to learn and see if you get it right the next time that's my understanding of it that's what I've come to learn from reading the information broadly and basically like anyone will come to these conclusions it's that easy it's supposed to be because a child could learn it. Like, it's just reading it. It's like, oh, that makes sense. Cool. Like, God's fair. Gives you chance after chance. And if you still haven't learned after many, many lifetimes of, like, many reincarnations and cycles of this, then there's a problem. But you have chances. All that to say is Jesus is teaching that if you abide by this, you'll enter the kingdom of heaven. And you'll avoid the, the you'll avoid perishing. Paul is teaching something different. He's teaching, it's by grace you've been saved, and that not of yourselves, but the gift of God, so that no man can boast in their own righteousness. That's totally different than work this out, do these things, and I will abide in you, and you will abide in me, and you can ask me anything. And on that day, when you stand before me, I will say, like, come in like you good and faithful servant, and to those other people that will come, and they'll say, like, Lord, Lord, did we not preach in your name and cast out devils in your name and do all this? He'll say, depart from me. I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. Why would he say you workers of iniquity if they were, if, if it was just a, a grace-based thing? Like, when you see these verses out of context, it doesn't make any sense. But when the context is added, 
that you're workers of iniquity because you weren't living in the way that he said to live, which is the good and holy way to live. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm going off. Hold on, let me. <laughs> let me dial it back. I'm so passionate about this because a, a decade of my life has been torment about these things. And finally I've learned them. And I want other people to know them because it is life. I'm telling you from my experience. Mm-hmm. I feel like from Paul's mission that he was one of the chief things used to manipulate scripture and turn people away from this doctrine of Christ because he's teaching something totally different and every Christian out there loves and knows Paul and they refer to Paul more than they refer to Jesus why? because there is no teaching about Jesus in these Bibles not the Catholic version of the Bible not the, the, the Protestant version of the Bible none of it like all of Jesus's, like the, the 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 law that he gave, and many of his teachings have been removed because they have a specific message that would take people away from their servitude to the church fathers of today. And Paul is one of the main propitiators of that inequality, like of that that improper doctrine, because he's in direct opposition to what Jesus was saying directly. Like if you read the the Clementine uh, homilies, it's like the the writings of of Clementine, who was um, he he basically went with Peter and he wrote down all of Peter's experiences. He he was a scribe for Peter, and he writes down Peter's experiences and what he goes through and all those other things. You'll see that they talk about Paul like he is uh, a false prophet, like he's come to deceive people. Yeah. Because he's pushing something different than what they're pushing, and they know they're pushing the right thing. Like when you when you take everything as it is, and you see, all right, well, all of this older documentation, these older texts are saying that this stuff is wrong. Then you look at that stuff, and you're like, who exactly changed that stuff? Oh, Caesar? Hmm. Oh, Constantine? Oh, it's got Greek undertones and, and Roman beliefs in it? And we're worshiping trees for Christmas? Hmm. Think, Mark. <laughs> We've been <laughs> deceived. <laughs> and it's it sucks to say it. It's it sucks. I feel it. I feel it from the people who will who will listen to this. Like, it's hard. This is a hard teaching, but Jesus likened following him unto building a tower. And you best have everything you need. Know what you need before you build it. Because if you stop halfway, people will look and they'll scoff at it. Like, this isn't an easy thing, following Jesus. It's not. The law that he teaches is easy. Like, following him, all of that. Like, because it's a good way. It's a good way. Like, I mean, it's going to be hard to break away from money and spend some of the things that you have to help people who are impoverished and who are suffering. But that's good. That will make the world better. Obviously. It's, it becomes difficult. When your way of life divides you from other people, that's when it will become difficult. When people challenge you on it, when people persecute you the way they persecuted him for the things he believed. And I I don't know if I told you, but I read in a certain place that uh, Judas wasn't even one of the original 12. Like the, the, the gospel of the 12, it lays out who the 12 actually were. And Judas just was one of the people in the midst of the disciples. 
Like mm. there are more than just the twelve disciples. There, the seventy-two. There's like 120 people following Jesus. Like there are more than that, even. Like people would come and go from time to time, and Judas was just one of those in his midst. And it says that when uh, Jesus was sitting at the table with Lazarus after he had been brought back, and Mary uh, of Magdalene comes in and she pours the, she anoints him with the oil and washes his feet and things like that. She does that several times actually. Um, that's when Judas is like something's wrong here. It's like, why wasn't that oil spent helping the poor? And it says not that he cared about the poor, it's just the money of it, because he held the treasury. He held their money. Yeah. Um, and then he goes to the Pharisees, and he and he comes up with a deal. It says he makes covenant between them over 30 pieces of silver, a slave's wage, like the, the, the price you'd get for, for selling a slave, in order for them to ensnare Jesus so that they can kill him. And the Passover... Right before Jesus goes into the Garden of Gethsemane and he's betrayed by Judas, um, Jesus is there. And the thing, the opportunity that Judas uses is when, for the Passover, they don't slay the lamb. Jesus forbids it. It's like, no, don't hurt this, don't hurt this lamb. We'll just use this maza instead. Like you said, it was probably corn or rice or something like that. Something that obviously wasn't a slain animal. And it was that thing that Judas used. It's like, look. He, he's he's gone against this law that you're supposed to slay the, the lamb for the Passover feast because the Passover was representative of, of what happened in Egypt and you're supposed to kill the lamb and, and you know, put its blood over the, the thing, uh, over the, the uh, border of your houses so that the spirit would pass over you. Right. It was, it was that that Judas used to condemn Jesus. And then Caiaphas was like, yep, this is it. Like, we don't need to say anything else. Let's kill this dude. And that's how it all happened. It was over these things, like cherishing all life. You guys don't believe me? Look at these Buddhas. Look at these Hindus. Because you guys like them. They don't eat meat. They respect all life. You wonder why they have these experiences that they have and that they reach enlightenment because they're living in this way. There's a lot going on. There's there's, there's a lot happening here, and I'm going to keep you guys updated. If, is there anything else that you want to say, my good friend? We, we've carried this out for like two hours now. This has been a long one. One of the longest podcasts in a long time. <laughs> no, it's um honestly, it's nothing I really got. It's just uh you know, just have fun, relax, take the stress out of things. It's never it's never that serious. Peace. If you want to feel connected with God, just you know you're surrounded by Him. Take a second and just to really realize that. That's pretty much it. Honestly. Oh, yo, try out the vegetarian business, y'all, for anybody that be eating steak every night. Try it out. I guarantee, dude, if you start doing it just a week and start doing your little practices, whether it be Qigong, whether it be Reiki, I don't care. Start noticing how crazy this energy starts feeling. Oh, my gosh, yo. It's fun. It's tingly. It gives you little tickles. Bliss happens naturally for some reason. All right. Anyway, yeah. I'm going to stop. No, no, it's it's true. It's true. It's like, you know, save the little animals, man. That's that's all it is. God loves the animals just like he loves us. All the same. It's as simple as just being there in the moment because God is all around. It's just like the fish in the water. Mm-hmm. That was it was a, a, a breakthrough moment as far as awareness goes for me. That that, that parable was perfect. Yes. And uh, it was absolutely perfect. So uh, that's going to do it for this episode of the Astromind Podcast. Guys, thank you so much for joining me on this one. Uh, this was a long one, so thank you if you stuck through to the end. I know there's some troubling, some trying things, some hard lessons in this one, 
Um, but go with your gut, go with your heart, sort these things out yourself. I'm not forcing anyone to do anything. I'm just letting you all in on my story, on Jalen's story, on where we're at, what we've been experiencing, the power and the mysticism from these basic things and following God and connecting enlightenment. Basically that's, that's all it is. Uh, you'll find that the things that we're talking about are being talked about in the far East and these mystical practices. Like it's the same thing. Uh, and that should give you some comfort. But yeah, that's going to do it, guys. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, if you just want to chat, leave it in the comment section below. Hit me up through email, Discord. Um, if you guys are curious for coaching or anything like that or one-on-ones with me, just obviously you know where to reach me. It's going to be in the description. If you want the Cure for Enlightenment book, which helps you to move into this sort of thinking and reveals in depth a lot of the things we talked about, um, and like a practicality, how to meditate, how to find one stillness. It's all in there. Enlightenment, what it means, how to reach it. It's in there uh, all for free. So uh, just click the link in the description. Um, we, we in this for, for y'all, man. This is for us. <laughs> this is for Ooh, us. I need y'all to get in line so I can hang out with y'all and use y'all couch. <laughs> <laughs> this is for oh. us. But uh, I love you guys. As always, you know, uh, blessings, love and light, namaste, and as always, never stop adventuring. That was a good one. Yeah. You're going to have to one. cut out my last joke. I don't think they'll be received well. all but abandon our small minds. Scream about nothing but fear. Trying to run up a decline. Maybe one day we'll learn the truth. We're blind by the sign. Maybe we're blind by the sign. Oh, oh, maybe we're blind by.